From Schwartz Media, I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. As the fallout continues from harassment allegations against former High Court Judge Dyson Hayden, some in Canberra have been reminded of the Abbott-era Royal Commission that traded on his stainless reputation. Today, Paul Bongiorno on the rise and fall of a black-letter judge. Paul, this week you've been thinking about the Royal Commission into trade union governance and corruption, which wrapped up in the early years of the Abbott government. Can you tell me about it? Yes, Ruby. I I think a lot of uh, minds in Canberra have been uh, drawn back to 2014 and to what was, from the outset, a controversial use of Royal Commission powers. Paul Bongiorno is a columnist for the Saturday paper. At the time, its targets were pretty obvious. Former Labor Prime Minister Julia Gillard and then Labor leader Bill Shorten, and everybody knew it. And yes, Tony, I do think the Royal Commission is politically motivated. And so I'm not going to simply just give up and say, oh, well, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. I don't buy that. There were howls of foul play from the opposition and criticism from commentators who saw this as another partisan misuse of a Royal Commission. The Royal Commission was politically motivated. Uh, It's been a political exercise from the start. Just as Tony Abbott had done months before with the Pink Bats Royal Commission. That was seen as questionable and and unnecessary and ultimately served no purpose but to embarrass the Labor Prime Minister, Kevin Rudd. Mr Rudd likes to say that this election is all about trust. Well, the people in this business put their trust in Mr Rudd put their trust in a government program and look what happened to them. None of this uh, deterred Tony Abbott, of course, who uh, handpicked the former High Court judge, none other than Dyson Hayden, to chair the Trade Union Royal Commission. The government will be recommending to Her Excellency uh, the appointment of a Royal Commission into union governance and corruption to be headed by former High Court Justice Dyson Hayden. And Dyson Hayden is the reason why that Royal Commission is is back in your mind. Ah, yes. The spectacular accusations against Hayden this week have made it impossible not to think of how much he was part of Abbott's claims to credibility. And now, six years later, further undermining that credibility. Abbott had attempted to disguise his political play behind the aura of Dyson Hayden's virtue. In fact, then-Attorney-General George Brandis set the tone. He said Hayden had, and I'm quoting, an absolutely stainless reputation for punctilious integrity. I knew that he was a person of absolutely unimpeachable personal integrity and a black little lawyer virtually in a class of his own in this country. Well, Abbott said there is no more distinguished person in the legal profession than Justice Dyson Hayden. He is a man of the utmost integrity, uh, as is recognised near and far across our country. And And as a side note, Ruby, you might be interested to know that Hayden had been on the panel that awarded Tony Abbott a Rhodes Scholarship in the 1980s. 
Pal, you know, in Australia stays in a pretty small pool. Even so, Hayden brought the commission into disrepute. His impartiality came under heavy scrutiny in the midst of the inquiry when it was revealed he was to be the guest speaker at a Liberal Party fundraiser. Notwithstanding that he is now withdrawn, does the Prime Minister consider that it was appropriate that a sitting Royal Commissioner agreed to give the keynote address at a Liberal Party fundraiser? His explanations that he was unaware of the purpose of the dinner were far from convincing. Prime Minister... Which answer do you stand by? The last answer or the one you gave a few minutes earlier? Was this a Liberal Party fundraiser or not? I stand, I stand by both answers. I stand by both answers. But in a 67-page response, he rejected Labor and union calls for him to recuse himself for apprehended bias. And so having judged himself unbiased, he ploughed on. Right, so Dyson Hayden investigated himself and found that he, Dyson Hayden, was objective. Yeah, that's exactly right. So let's go to this week and the accusations that Dyson Hayden is facing. Well, Ruby, a High Court-initiated inquiry by the former Inspector General of Intelligence and Security, Vivian Tom, found he'd sexually harassed six young female associates. The findings against former Justice Dyson Hayden are a seismic hit on the legal fraternity and the highest court in the land. The High Court has revealed an independent investigation. It commissioned has found former Justice Dyson Hayden sexually harassed six former associates. Susan Kiefel, the current Chief Justice, was uncompromising in her statement released on Monday. High Court Chief Justice Susan Kiefel confirmed there'd been a lengthy investigation of the allegations and that the women's complaints were believed. She said, we're ashamed that this could have happened at the High Court of Australia. We'll be back in a moment. This year, the Saturday paper celebrates 10 years as Australia's leading independent newspaper. In that time, it's built a peerless reputation for quality journalism, for telling stories that are ignored elsewhere. It's the essential account of the week in politics, culture and news. When you read the Saturday paper, you don't need to read anything else. Subscribe today from just $2.10 per week. Visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au slash subscribe. The Saturday Paper. The whole story. With award-winning news coverage and reviews, The Saturday Paper is essential reading for everybody. For a limited time, subscribe to a year of our quality, independent journalism, and you'll receive The Saturday Paper's stainless steel coffee cup, made in collaboration with Fresco, for free. Subscribe from just $2.10 a week. Simply visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au forward slash offer. The Saturday Paper. No hot takes. Paul, we're talking about harassment allegations against former High Court Judge Dyson Hayden. In Canberra, they're being framed partly around his involvement chairing the Trade Union Royal Commission. So tell me a little bit more about Labor's response. Ruby, it's hardly surprising that the most outspoken Labor critic of Hayden this week was one of the former Royal Commissioner's targets, Bill Shorten. Mr Shorten, I think Mr Stolger, whatever else can be said about him, has been very indulgent about your style of answering some of his questions. Thank you. A lot of- Back in 2014, Hayden called into question Shorten's credibility as a witness and warned him against being evasive. A lot of your answers 
are non-responsive. Some of your answers are responsive, but then add something that isn't responsive. Now, what you've been Shorten saying... later described the Royal Commission as one of the great tests of his time as opposition leader, and he lists it among what he calls the crap thrown at me. In a series of uh, interviews on Tuesday, Shorten called the findings against Hayden shocking. And I know we use the word shocking, uh, but I am truly shocked when it started to break yesterday afternoon. I, my first he praised the courage of the complainants and noted the massive power imbalance. It takes a great deal of strength to come forward. I mean, these are associates. They're idealistic young staff. Of course, his bitterness at the Abbott Royal Commission was also palpable. Well, yeah, he was uh, handpicked by the coalition government to hold what I thought was a witch hunt into trade unions. He, anyway, yeah, I've, I've dealt with him and... Um, On the Today Show, he called the whole exercise a waste of time. Now it turns out that the witch hunter in chief has got his own baggage. But I do think... Shorten suggested Hayden shouldn't get to keep his earnings from the Royal Commission if there is a court action or further revelations. He also called for the former judge to be stripped of his order of Australia honour. If you believe the women, uh, this guy was uh, using his job in a very predatory fashion. So how does he get to keep the highest honour in Australia? Though Shorten's leader, Anthony Albanese, like the Shadow Attorney-General Mark Dreyfus, preferred to focus on workplace reforms with protocols to give staff protection from bullying and harassment. Uh, but by midweek, Albanese himself agreed Hayden was not worthy of his gong. Mm-hmm. And what has been the reaction of the coalition to this to this scandal? As you say, Hayden became inevitably wound up in conservative politics after his time at the High Court. Actually, Ruby, it does go back before that. Some people remember Dyson Hayden's 2002 speech at a function organised by reactionary magazine Quadrant, where he outlined what he thought were the qualities a judge needed. At the time, he said, one is a firm grip on the applicable law. The other is total probity. The quality of having strong moral principles, honesty and decency. Well, the speech was seen in legal circles as a job application for the High Court vacancy that had been created by the departure of Justice Mary Gordon. Hayden's sneering attack on judicial activists who infested the court of Chief Justice Anthony Mason certainly impressed Prime Minister John Howard, who soon appointed him to our highest court. And uh, Dyson's lame joke calling Mason and the activists vegetables went down a treat. Well, has Scott Morrison himself said anything about Hayden? Ruby, he made no attempt to defend Hayden. Allegations of this sort are obviously very disturbing and very concerning, and they're incredibly serious. And He foreshadowed a proper formal process and said questions of whether Hayden should lose his Order of Australia honour could be addressed depending on this. Allegations, and as you know, uh, people's awards and honours, if those uh, processes... Uh, end in a place uh, where people have, um, where those allegations have been with uh, upheld, uh, then there's a normal process for honours to be dealt with at that time. But it's not appropriate to... Um... Does this have any implications for the way in which royal commissions have been politicised in recent years? Will we see a trend back to commissions like the Child Abuse Royal Commission, which really did exist above politics? Well, you and I and probably the rest of the country might be tempted to think that. 
But it's hard not to see a little of Bill Shorten's Royal Commission trauma in his desire to inflict similar pain on the Morrison government over its scandalous handling of the robo-debt fiasco. On Tuesday, Shorten and Albanese called for a commission into the wrong and illegal demands for repayments from thousands of Australians over welfare debts calculated by an algorithm everyone had known for a long time was flawed. We want families and individuals to be able to tell their stories. We want a full exposure of these issues. On, uh, the issue... Shorten was asked how this was different to the Abbott Royal Commissions, especially the one into pink bats. And he made a very good point, which is the scale of hurt and the number of victims this time. It's taken a class action with tens of thousands of ordinary citizens taking their government to court to force a refund of $720 million. One estimate coming out of the bureaucracy is that of the 2,000 people who have died after receiving robo-debt notices, as many as 800 were suicides. Now, there's no way of checking this figure against available information. But it's one reason Labor is calling for a royal commission, uh, because a commission would also give protection to whistleblowing public servants who might be able to detail the inner workings of the scheme and the government's handling of queries that were undoubtedly raised for several years. How likely is it, though, that we will see that commission? It's highly unlikely, while uh, Morrison is the Prime Minister, how likely it would be in two years' time if Labor takes the Treasury benches, well, as they say, that remains to be seen, but the precedent has well and truly been set. Paul, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Ruby. Bye. Andrew O'Hagan's latest, Caledonian Road, explores one man's epic fall from grace. I'm Michael Williams, and on this week's Read This, I sit down with Andrew to discuss this and the state of modern Britain. All that and more, wherever you listen. Also in the news, Qantas Chief Executive Alan Joyce has announced that the airline is sacking at least 6,000 workers as the fallout from the pandemic continues. The company will also continue to stand down a further 15,000 workers without pay, with international flights unlikely to resume until at least July next year. The move has been condemned by the Transport Workers Union, who say that the airline should have held off on sackings until after the federal government announced whether the JobKeeper program would be extended. And the Victorian Premier, Daniel Andrews, has announced a plan to conduct 100,000 coronavirus tests across 10 Melbourne suburbs in the next 10 days. Contact tracing teams and testing facilities are also being boosted, with testing focused on suburbs where there is what he called a community transmission challenge. 7am is a daily show from the Monthly and the Saturday paper. It's produced by Ruby Schwartz, Atticus Basto and Michelle Macklem. Elle Marsh is our Features and Field Producer in a position that's supported by the Judith Nielsen Institute for Journalism and Ideas. Brian Compo mixes the show. Our editor is Osman Faruqi. Eric Jensen is our Editor-in-Chief. Our theme music is by Ned Beckley and Josh Hogan of Envelope Audio. New episodes of 7am are released every weekday morning. You can subscribe in your favourite podcast app to make sure that you don't miss out. I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. See you Monday.